Welcome to a bonus episode of the Austin Art Talk podcast. Thanks for joining me so I can share some additional stories told by Flip Solomon in our recent interview. My goal is to keep each podcast around an hour, but I felt that this bonus content would be a valuable addition to episode 12. So if you've not heard Flip's main interview, please go back and listen to that now. The first story is about an amazing woman and group of people who are doing very important work in Thailand to help save animals, specifically elephants. And the second is a really cool story about one of Flip's dreams that led to a specific drawing and connection. Please enjoy. And then I did a very, very special piece of Lek Chalert, who's known as the Elephant Protector. Um, I met her in Chiang Mai, Thailand, last year. And she has started up a huge elephant sanctuary and rehabilitation center. And she is introducing coffee to the regions of Thailand, Cambodia, and Laos so that people have a sustainable industry where they're not relying on elephants to make money. Oh, yeah. Because most people know that, um, you know, there's so much abuse with elephants. There's daily abuse because they're so big that humans think that they need to hurt elephants in order to get them to obey um what a lot of people don't realize is that before the elephant is even quote-unquote a working elephant or a captive elephant usually they're found as babies and the parents are shot oh wow and the babies go through a week long torture session called the pajong or the crush where they put them in this wooden structure that's called a crush and it's called that because it's supposed to crush their spirit and break their connection with source. Yeah. And the abuse is the most epic abuse I've ever seen in my life of an animal. Huh. I think that's why so many people don't know about it, because why would you want to post a video of it? Yeah. You, there's not a dry eye in the room. It's the worst torture I've ever seen. And it's 24-7 torture, and they won't leave the baby elephant alone, because if they leave the elephant alone, it will step on its own trunk to kill himself. Oh, wow. So he's already been traumatized by the parents being shot. And the whole time, they're just hitting him with slingshots, boards with nails in it, um, burning, tying, pulling their legs out from under them. And it involves shamans that come in and say, um, sorry, I get really emotional talking about it. Yeah, sure. Um, It involves shamans coming in saying, well, this is the elephant's karma. And it's awful. But it's um, it's a tradition there, so no one really fights against it because that's just how it is. So this woman has decided to fight against it. So she will do anything she can do to get those baby elephants away from the villagers before the elephant goes into the crush. She will take them to the sanctuary, nurse them back to health, sleep with them at night sometimes, sing them lullabies, and then she will take them um, to the mountains and she will basically be the mother elephant and teach them how to forage. Once an elephant has gone through the crush, they can never go back to the wild. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're broken. They're, I mean, they're not broken, but yeah. their ability um, to be out in the wild, it, it's not there anymore. And it's really sad. It's kind of like a Stockholm type of syndrome where they're just reliant on humans from there on out. So the elephants that she is able to rescue from the logging industry, these elephants have broken backs, broken hips, broken legs, blinded all in one elephant their physical bodies have been abused their whole lives and they live for a long time so maybe 60 years 
Oh, wow. So there's elephants that she will buy from the loggers. And logging is illegal, but it still happens because there's corruption and big business. So she will buy those elephants where the loggers are like, this elephant probably is going to die by next month. Why would you buy this elephant? And she says, I don't care. I want its last days to be on the sanctuary where I can tend to it and sing to it. Yeah. And they can do whatever they want. Once they get to the sanctuary, they have a mahout. They have a human help- helper. Each elephant has yeah. a human helper. But the elephants lead. If they want to go take a bath, they take a bath. So they kind of have the run of the place. Yeah. And she, even if the elephant has three days left to live, she wants them to have that experience at the very end of their life. What happens, of course, is that these elephants come to her sanctuary and they end up living for five more years. Yeah. Because all of a sudden they're not in this constant state of abuse and they have love and respect. um, And they're able to just kind of enjoy, you know, a few years or something. So she's really amazing. And she's a hero of mine because she's on this very heart-based mission. And it must be very scary for her because she's going against big business She's going against the government. She's going against people's belief systems. Yeah. She's going against everything. At first, I was like, man, she could get killed. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say. Easily. That would solve a lot of people's problems. But because she's so much on her mission, it's like she's lined up with just the right people to help her. She's lined up with the right support. So her husband helps her on the sanctuary. And this isn't just for elephants. There's like 400 dogs there, 300 cats. There's livestock that she's rescued. Um, There's monkeys, owls. Um, You know, they take in whatever animals they can, but it's been built up enough where there's all these people that have come in and now it's their mission also. And there's a whole volunteer program, which is what I did. I volunteered there for a week. Actually, the person that pays for the sanctuary lives in Austin. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he, I think he's just this wealthy young guy who has a really good heart. And he's got that sanctuary in Thailand. They keep buying up more and more land. Every time they get big donations, they buy out more land. He has a sanctuary in Africa, I believe. I think his foundation is the Serengeti Foundation. Uh So it's really awesome. And there's a real connection between Austin and Elephant Nature Park. Yeah. So it was amazing to meet her because there was nothing she cared more about. So she's made it her mission and she's come so far. So many people know about Elephant Nature Park. She um, is frequently not there because she's traveling throughout those countries of Southeast Asia for people that have elephants. These elephants are malnourished. It's like 2,000 pounds of food is what you need to feed an elephant. Like obviously... A normal person can't feed an elephant that much. Elephants are malnourished. They get sick. So she has resources now. She has medicine. So she'll travel around with the medicine. These people will ask for help. And she goes, I'll help you, but you need to listen to me talk for two hours. And she's one of those people that can meet other people where they're at. And she'll start to explain to them that they don't need to be torturing the animal. They don't need to be abusing the animal. There's other ways to get the elephant to do what you want without being abusive. Um, So she's teaching compassion. You know, she tells people about what she's doing. Very, she's a force. She's amazing. And just to watch kind of her journey and how, you know, she has lined up with all of these people that are now on the same path and it's getting bigger and bigger. And it's really, it's changing the paradigm. So that piece that I did 
with her with a baby elephant, it's entitled Breaking Cycles. And it's all about breaking traditions that aren't working anymore. We don't have to keep continuing doing these things because it's tradition. If it's not right, it's not right, and you can change it. And um, with the coffee, with the Elephant Nature Park coffee, which you can actually buy at Central Market, she's teaching people how to make money doing something else where there's not this evil torture involved and abuse. So she's a really smart person, and she's awesome. And being at the nature park, everything's vegan. These are huge animal rights activists. Um, Everything's vegan. All the dogs are adoptable. They have a whole system set up throughout the world where they can get a dog back to you if you live in Europe or the United States. Um, Same with the cats. They grow food there. There's like a whole ecosystem where these water buffalo, I guess she liberated them somehow. I'm not exactly sure what that story is, but they actually eat elephant dung. And the elephant dung, it's not really gross. It's not very digested. Yeah. So there's this very interesting ecosystem going on over there too. Yeah. But you get there and it's the most relaxed I've ever felt in my life because they're doing everything right. They're not having to make compromises. They are on their mission and it just it feels really, really good when you don't feel like you have to make compromises. Yeah. Like in the US, like you know, I feel like all these things come up every day where it's like, oh gosh, I really don't want to do that, but I kind of have to do that. Am I going to do that? You know, and life is yeah. busy here and it's it's just different. Um, and over there, I mean, granted, I was on vacation, so it's probably a little biased, but um, but it's the most relaxed I've ever felt to just be going in the direction of something that is so important and mm-hmm. feels so right and is just growing in size and more people are finding out about it, and it's really going to change things. And the elephants are going extinct. More than half of the elephants in Asia are in captivity, but those elephants are going to go extinct. Yeah. Yeah. Unless something happens. Just, I think she's making real headway. That's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. The whole place is amazing. Just. <laughs> well, tell me, maybe tell me one story of a specific dream and then how that manifests as a art piece of work and then how then that might have connected to a person in a profound way. I mean, I know that's a lot, but I think one of my very favorite pieces that I've done is one of my earlier works called hair of the hair. And it's the two hairs with kind of the psychedelic flowers behind them. And that story. um, Okay. So let's see. I had ordered some handmade clothing from um, this woman. Her business is called, Made with Love by Hannah. Uh-huh. And it's Bavarian style clothing. So she hand prints everything, hand sews everything. And it's got little um, nesting dolls, Matryoshka all over them, and the, the squirrels and the acorns and the mushrooms and stuff like that. And I just, I love her stuff. So she's, I'd order clothing from her. She's making the clothing. And then I have this dream that I come home one day and my door is stuck open. And I go in, my friend's in there, and there's this humongous teak bed in my living room and it's the type of bed that looks like a little room like yeah. the Asian beds the Chinese beds I think um, but it's as big as my living room so I'm just like oh my gosh like I can't close the front door like what's happening so I go around and she goes look in the drawer and I open the drawer and it was almost like a um, like a geisha with her kimono like it was just these layers of 
tissue paper and then the clothing really nicely folded and everything. And I was so happy. I was like almost screaming with delight. My friend was like, you got to come around here. So I'm like crawling on the couch to get around the bed, finally get to the other side of the bed. And on that side, underneath, instead of there being drawers, there was this sort of like terrarium with these hairs living down there. And it was like very dark and dank. And it was um, their whole, whole like ecosphere down there with all the, you know, the rich soil and the plants and everything. Yeah. And they couldn't see us. They were in their own little world. And I could just watch them and I thought, okay. And I'm like, this is beautiful. And I love hairs. Yeah. I grew up with a lot of hair art in my in my house when I was a kid. So I really love hairs. So I was like, okay, like how do I get in there to feed them? And like I'll have to clean them out. And I'm just thinking like, these are my pets now. And she was like, no, 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 it's all enclosed. They have everything they need down there. So they can find the food that they need. They poop into the soil and it comes back, you know, into food, whatever, to plants. And um and they're like, you can just watch them. And I was like, wow. I was like, that is so cool. So I'm looking around. I'm like, well, I'll never be able to close my front door again, which is kind of weird. It's a totally different color wood than my wood floors. It kind of clashes. And I was like, no, this is cool. Like, this is what I need. Like a bed, of course, yeah. you know. So anyway, I woke up from that and it was such a fun dream that I wrote to the girl named Hannah. And I was like, I had the funniest dream and this happened and that happened. And the whole time I was just thinking like, wow, your packaging is really yeah. like top notch. It's amazing. Um, so she wrote right back. And she goes, well, that's so funny because I just finished up all your clothing yesterday. And in my sewing room, my pet bunnies live in there and they watched me sew all your clothing. So it's just like this cute, like synchronicity. Oh, wow. So that one, that painting or that drawing came pretty straight from that dream. And that was just such a fun one. And that had to do with infiniteness and just like the trust that you have what you need. Yeah. That was kind of the intention there. So that was a fun one. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider sharing it with anyone that you think might get value from it. And also consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes at the bottom of the webpage for each episode. Or also by tapping the Square Austin Art Talk logo graphic on your phone within the podcast app to discover more info related to my guests, their work, and many of the things we mention and talk about in the episode. Please don't hesitate to share any feedback so that I can continue to improve what I'm creating and make it more useful to you. Thanks again for your time and take care. Mm-hmm.